Hello, 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 and welcome back to Hollywood Hero. I'm your host, Layla Palmer, and today, of course, I'm back with the podcast where I delve into the lives of the entertainment industry's most acclaimed personalities. So, again, this week, I'm so, so very happy because spring is upon us. Not officially, it's not officially spring yet, but it's starting to feel like it. The weather is getting so much warmer and just so much nicer. The cold weather has, like, left, and there are still going to be a few colder days, like, in the 40s, but for the most part, spring weather is here, and I'm so, so excited about it. Today, it was the first day that it's been, like, 60 degrees and, like, really felt like spring, which was really great. I walked... Uh, around my neighborhood again and met up with a friend. We hadn't hung out in a while, so that was really nice. And we got smoothies, and that was an interesting experience. That whole experience was kind of interesting. I can't really talk all about it, but it was kind of an interesting experience. So the smoothies, we tried a new smoothie place that's been near in our neighborhood open for like kind of a while, but neither of us had tried it before, so we tried it out, and the smoothie I got was almost $10 and really disgusting, so I was really, really disappointed, so then I got a drink at Starbucks because I needed to have something. I needed to have some type of caffeine because I hadn't had any, (laughs) so yeah, so I was kind of upset about that. I spent way too much money on beverages today, but it's okay because it's spring and I can't be upset because it's almost spring. Um, but the other part of what happened when we were hanging out, so can I talk about this? Long story short, these mothers got mad at us because we were hanging around their kids and she didn't really want us to be around her kids for a reason that is valid, I guess, but you know, that was super vague, but that also happened, so my entire experience this afternoon was kind of an interesting one. But today, I have something that is just as exciting, if not more, than spring coming and blessing us all. Um, I have an exciting interview with the Potty Mouth Girls from LA. Potty Mouth is a pop rock band comprised of three members, Abby, Allie, and Victoria. They have two records and another one on the way called Sunday Someday. This is a compilation record under Get Better Records, which features Potty Mouth, of course, a pop-punk band from the UK called Nervous, indie punk songwriter Koji, Solstice Ray, and multimedia artist Fulon Monet. I don't want to say too much about the album without the girls here, but it's a really cool collaboration, and I can't wait to listen to the full thing. A few singles from the album have already been released, such as Let Go by Potty Mouth, so definitely check that out after this episode. Before we get started with the interview, let's take a short break to hear from our sponsor. I'm Allie Einbinder. I play bass. I'm Abby Weems, and I sing and play guitar. I'm Victoria Mendanis. I play drums. So I'm here with Abby Weems, Allie Einbinder, and Victoria Mendanis from Potty Mouth. Thanks so much for being on the show, and welcome. Thanks for having us. Of course. Uh, Today, I'm so excited to talk with you all. I want to know how you went from being a small band from Massachusetts to making music in L.A., Uh, Also, I want to talk about your newest compilation, Sunday Someday, Uh, but before that, I want to know how Potty Mouth became Potty Mouth. Uh, How did you come up with the band name, and uh, how did you all decide to officially form the band? 
Well, <laughs> um, Phoebe, who used to play second guitar in the band, she came up with the name Potty Mouth just while she was sitting on the toilet. <laughs> um, and the band started because we were all living in Massachusetts and um, wanted to play music. We, you know, I think that going to shows is like a big part of passing the time in Massachusetts. Like there are a lot of house shows, <laughs> uh, getting by in the winter. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, so we just decided to start a band like for fun and, and play a show. And then just like kept going from there. Yeah, that was in 2011. We started the band, so 10 years ago, and we moved to LA in 2016. Um, and that was just sort of just, that came about because we started doing more as a band. We started working with management who are based out here, and we had spent a lot of time out here just visiting, and we liked it, and it just made sense because this is where the music industry exists. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I was going to ask uh, a little bit about how was it like making music in Massachusetts? Like, what was the music scene like out there compared to L.A.? Well, we were based in western Massachusetts, which is about Northampton, Amherst area specifically. So that's about two hours west of Boston. And so the area we were in was really small. It was actually kind of a nice place to start a band because it was a, it's such a small scene that it was like anytime a new band formed like anyone who is interested in local music would sort of get really excited because oh it's like a new band now we can book this new band to play this venue and so there were like lots of small venues or like our first show was a house show so a lot of DIY spaces and and then being so like being close enough to like Boston New York we could drive to any of those cities in a night and do a one-off show. So it was really convenient um, because we had such close proximity to all these other cities in the Northeast, even places in Connecticut, um, you know, wherever, any, all across New England, a lot of colleges. We played a lot of colleges when we lived out there. Um, whereas here in LA, I mean, just like LA, West Coast cities in general don't have that same kind of geographic proximity to other major cities. So it is harder to do um, shorter or like one-off tour dates um, in other places. But, you know, it's it's just... it's it is not a, many basements here. Yeah, there aren't <laughs> that many basements here, but... <laughs> yeah, that actually surprises me. I would have assumed that since it's LA that it would have been an easier kind of scene, like... Well, here you're a, you know, it's, it's, what do you call it? You're a small fish in a big pond. Is that what it is? Like you're just yeah. one, one of so many aspiring um, mu music types or bands when you're out here. It's, I honestly think it's probably harder to get noticed out here. I know, I mean, yeah. I've seen so many good bands out here and like, it's it's you know, you're just you've got a lot of stuff that you're and I don't want to say competing but a lot of stuff that's happening at the same time so it's harder um I yeah. think before the pandemic there would be a you know a bunch of shows happening every single night of the week so mm -hmm. yeah it's like there's a lot going on which is good but also it's like a lot to uh get caught up in too or like uh 
What's the phrase? I don't know, like stick your head above the surface. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's harder to stand out. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I poked around at a few things before this interview, and I noticed that you don't seem to like the term riot girl to describe your sound. Um, if not that term, what would you use to describe the music you make? We usually say, uh, pop influenced punk, right? Or, or Or rock. rock. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just because Riot Girl was, like, a very specific time in music, like, a very specific scene, and, um, yeah, we are, like, not so much born out of that scene in music, but it's still cool, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's it, just not really our style. Yeah, the idea is also just not wanting to be limited by those, like, gendered terms, um, you know, to be seen as a band that's, like, not where our genre isn't just, or sound isn't just defined by our gender or perceived gender. Okay, that makes sense. So, I think we touched a little bit on this, but not specifically. So, since being in LA, where has been your favorite place to perform, of course, before the pandemic? In LA. Yeah. yeah, I'd say, honestly, I really like the Echo. That was the first place we ever played in LA was the Echo. And then, of course, like, there's the Echo Plex. We've played both stages. Um, the Echo bootleg is pretty cool. Um, um, wow, I feel like it's been so long since I've been... Ugh, it's sad. But I had, I remember I had the three, my three favorite LA venues, Echo, Bootleg, um, Hi-Hat, yeah, Um, just like all of those like smaller venues, Satellite, but that are in like those central locations, so like the Echo and Echo Park, and like Hi-Hats and Highland Park, and um, the sound's really good at all of those venues, and yeah, I miss going to shows at all those places. I did see something saying that you you guys performed at Lollapalooza. What was that like? That was a, that was so fun. It was really fun. <laughs> I mean, that was yeah, that was 2016. We got to like, um, we had our own private cabana. Yeah, we had our own private <laughs> cabana. Who just like drove us around in a golf car, and we got to see, you know, every other performer or whatever that that played that year. Um, we a lot of people discovered us at that show too i feel like like when i go back and look at comments or like youtube comments people will be like i saw this band at lollapalooza and like i was just walking by but they were really awesome i don't know yeah yeah it was cool yeah it was awesome we we had already met third eye blind i think before that but so they played that same year that we played and we ended up partying with them that weekend in Chicago, which is really funny. Sounds That sounds really fun. I've never been to Lollapalooza. It's actually, I tried going, uh, I think when I was like a sophomore in high school, I tried going. But I've never actually gone. So it's on my list, music yeah. festivals to go to. Okay, so now I want to talk a bit about Get Better Records. Um, so first, Allie, you currently co-run the label? Um, not really anymore. I mean, no? disclosure, Alex, who runs it, is my ex, and <laughs> my ex, like, par- 
not part, you know, not just business partner, but ex romantic partner. <laughs> Sounds so weird to say. We're good friends now, but yeah, I mean, um, Get Better has really just become our home label at this point because we're all friends with Alex, who's um, based in Philly. And is Ali's ex. And yeah. Is my ex. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. There's that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, they're great, and Get Better is great and so easy to work with, but it feels nice to just, like, or, yeah, you you should explain the label <laughs> more, though. Yeah, um, I was going to ask, what was it like, like, being, having that type of role in the label and also being in the band? Um, honestly, like, I've always been interested in punk music and the idea of like creating accessibility in terms of bands being able to release their music and so like get better is really founded on this mission of um only releasing bands that are like more underrepresented in mostly punk and rock music so like um like uh queer, trans, um, people of color, like, just prioritizing underrepresented um, um, people who, who make music, who make rock music, and I really just believe in that mission, and um, Alex and I, I mean, a- Alex started the label over 10 years ago, and they started it as a truly DIY operation and it has grown into I think one of the most relevant independent um punk labels out in the United States right now and um I'm just so proud of that and I am I guess happy to have played a small role in sort of helping Alex um navigate what is a really confusing industry if you know I think for us like and a lot of people like you you kind of get flung into the music industry without any training or sort of education necessarily and how it all works unless you went to school for music business or something like that so in the same ways that Potty Mouth sort of dealt with these um growing pains and learning experiences as we got bigger as a band the label get better was going through those same kinds of moments as the label grew and so yeah I mean just talking about like okay like do we do contracts what does it mean to do contracts do we get a lawyer like what are the important things that are that we need to start thinking about as a label as the label grows and the bands on the label grow because what started happening is the label was growing and the bands on the label were getting bigger and then you know even bigger labels would try to swoop in and take those bands so it's just sort of things that you just need to um think about as you move forward yeah yeah and now with this new compilation album coming out I kind of want to talk about that too so Sunday, Sunday, I kind of want to talk about the the message behind the album. Um, so Koji, under Get Better Records, says that it's not an album for or of the music industry. So what is it an album for? Um, I would say it's for us. It's for our community, and it's a celebration of community and just in 
a small example of what is possible when um, just, so we were all supposed to be on the same tour together in April of 2020. The tour got canceled because of COVID. That obviously really sucked. (laughs) We had never met each other. Most of us had never met each other in person. We had never even been to the UK before. That's where the tour was supposed to be. And Koji just reached out to all of us who were supposed to be on the tour and they were like, hey, let's meet on Zoom. And so we did that one Sunday and then that turned into every Sunday. And from there, we just, we were like, let's do a, an album together because there, it, honestly, it feels like M, who is part of the group M from Nervous, she described it as a virtual community center. And that's sort of what it feels like. It's been really supportive supportive to have during this difficult time of the pandemic when none of us can tour really do the thing that we've built our lives around um it's been helpful to koji also said once i mean i don't know if this is a quote from somewhere else but i really like it they said we need each other's eyes to see and so having the perspectives of of all of us in the group we span three different time zones and uh, two, two, two countries, two continents. Um, it's been so helpful and like perspective checking and affirming to have this group of like-minded people that we can see through this time of pandemic um, and uprising together and just um <laughs> sorry we're having a little standoff right now between my cat one of my cats and victoria's poodle just came in and directly behind the computer yeah um but yeah it's 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 for us and i think we all really needed it like because because it's so confusing to even we're still ex- having to exist in this like really ambiguous time of not knowing when the music industry is going to come back in full force and not knowing what it's going to look like when it does come back and so it's hard to it it can feel really existential as an artist right now you know making music can feel like an existential act if you're just doing it alone because you're sort of just like why am I even doing this? Like, when will we be able to tour again? Like, what's the point of anything? But then when you do it in community and you do it with people who have become your friends and you're all sort of reminding each other, oh, okay, this is why we do it. Yeah, and they're all excited about your songs and you're excited about their songs and we've been helping each other with, like, M mixed our song and, and worked on some of the other songs and Koji mastered all of it and I've done some of the artwork and Megan has done the website and like a bunch of other shit and yeah it's like it's all just like a group project that we've really enjoyed working on together yeah Koji once said they were like I don't want to go to another meeting without like all of you in the room (laughs) and it's sort of just one of those things it's like yeah these experiences just feel so much you feel so much supported in the experience of navigating the industry when you know you have like you're surrounded by peers who aren't competing with you I guess that's another thing like to eliminate the idea of competition or like um and also to have the perspective yeah yeah I like that you mentioned feeling like you don't have to compete uh, during the making of this album and I was going to ask what was like one of the best parts of getting to make this album with all of these other artists 
have hearing M do the mixes of the songs is really satisfying. Yeah, true. I'm just excited to play shows together. Yeah, we have this idea that when we, t- we will eventually tour together, we're saying that will happen. And when we do, it's going to be like a musical experience <laughs> where all the bands on the records, like on the record, it's going to be like one performance where the, like the songs just like, it will be like a medley. And <laughs> there's no set changes. There's yeah. no set changes. Yeah. We all just like straight after the other. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that kind of goes with my next question. What are some goals for the future after the album's release? And hopefully after COVID. Touring, touring the UK. We were so close. We had the plane tickets and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, touring outside of um, the country. Like, yeah, touring yeah, UK, Europe. Cool. Um, and, like, it would be great to, I mean, we've always talked about going to, like, other parts parts of the world like japan australia it's so hard to imagine that stuff right now because of covid but like you just have to you have to just believe that you know it will happen um because like you know it it won't be like this forever i know that yeah well i hope that I'm, i'm optimistic that that will happen for you guys and i would hopefully love to see you all perform at some point that would be awesome um and I think that's all I had for you guys do you have anything else you want to add are you so you are are you a student at Emerson I am not I am a senior in high school I'll be at Emerson next fall oh wow you're so mature sorry (laughs) thank you that sounds like no edit that out that sounds like a backhanded compliment or something (laughs) when you're telling mature like is that does that sound weird? Yeah, you don't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I take it as a compliment, I, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, just, I am always impressed when I see people who are still in high school doing cool things, so. Wait, so where are you right now? You're not in Massachusetts. No, I am in Philly, actually, so. Oh, that's where Get Better is based, and that's also where Sabrina, who, um, is solstice ray she's solstice ray on the record that's where she lives oh really okay yeah i knew get better was based out of philly which was which when i started looking into things i was like oh my god that's so cool it's like based right where i am yeah Yeah. so um but yeah not in college yet we'll be uh in the fall though so patiently waiting well congrats (laughs) thank you um well thank you all so much for taking the time to talk to me today this is great um, so glad I got to learn more about you guys and the record label and everything. Yeah, thanks for yeah, thank us you up. for having us. Um, if you want to see more of what the Potty Mouth Girls are up to and to stay updated with their music, follow them on Instagram at Potty Mouth World and definitely listen to their new single "Let Go," which will be featured on the Sunday Someday compilation album. Very exciting. Uh, and on that note, we've reached the end of the episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you to Abby, Allie, and Victoria for joining me today. For more updates on the podcast, follow me on Instagram at Hollywood Hero Pod, and I'll see you all next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. Thank you.